0: This is your 1017 The Truth News Update.
1: I'm Carrie Noni with your news update. Two teens were arrested in Glendale late Monday night after they attempted to rob a Qdoba, leading to a standoff with police. The Glendale Police Department said it responded to Qdoba on Silver Spring Drive at around 10.45 p.m. When officers arrived, they discovered all the employees had managed to get out of the store, but the suspects were still inside. Police then worked their way into the store in an effort to arrest the suspects, but they had climbed up into the ceiling and refused to come down. At around 1.30 a.m., the suspects were seen breaking through the drywall into the vacated unit next door. Officers entered that unit and arrested the suspects, an 18-year-old man and a 16-year-old girl. Glendale Police said it's seeking charges of robbery, false imprisonment, and resisting arrest against the two suspects. Milwaukee County just unveiled its plans to utilize vending machines to offer items that can prevent or reverse drug overdoses. Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley signed a bill on Monday to dedicate $11 million in opioid settlement funds to launch an initiative to address the opioid crisis in the county. Fentanyl test strips, Narcan nasal spray, and medication lockboxes could soon be offered in vending machines. The first harm reduction vending machine is already in place at the Marsha Coggs Human Services Building. Milwaukee County Behavior Health Division's prevention manager, Jeremy Triblett, says several others will be installed at local churches, public libraries, and restaurants. Triblett says at least one harm reduction vending machine will be installed in each of the county's 19 municipalities. The city of Milwaukee is considering a proposal that would turn public streets into interim public plazas. Using barricades, planters, and other tools, the idea is to turn some parts of underutilized streets, like right-turn lanes, into interim plazas to cut down on vehicle traffic. Kate Riordan senior transportation director in the city of Milwaukee, said this program would not only offer more space for neighbors to hang out, but could also help cut down on dangerous driving by starting to shift mindsets for residents to see streets as a place for people and not just a place to speed through. The proposal has passed Common Council committees and is set to be voted on by the full Common Council on March 21st. This has been your 101.7 The Truth News Update. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris continues on the new 101.7 The Truth.
0: Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics.
2: They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what, because somebody that looks like them is always in in control.
0: Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Show me now, live from the American Family Insurance studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris.
2: Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833 212 1017 is the absolute number. Julius, you still there? Yes, I'm still here. All right, now help me out because I got some stuff um, on the talking text line. So people are telling me, okay, (laughs) cut the chicken and use your eyes when cooked. How easy is that? They're saying air fry. Set to 400. Cook 10 minutes. Turn it over. Eight to 10 minutes more. Is air frying better for chicken than than? It all depends on the it. type of texture. I believe.
3: I believe it depends on the type of texture you want in your chicken. Well, what about health? Like me myself, I'll take
2: like grease and all health? that versus yeah health. Like grease and all that well, versus air frying.
3: Well, air, air frying it's better because more of the more of the uh, the grease content will drip away from the chicken. Which allows you to have less fat content when you eat it, okay? Versus frying, when you fry a chicken, like I would take a whole chicken, I, and uh, it's basically eight pieces of chicken you can get if you cut the chicken the right way. Actually, you can get ten if you use the back, but I I usually just use the eight main pieces. And what it is is the breast. If you have, if you took the chicken breast and and cook it uh, with some um, with some. M- moist ingredients, it it'll, it'll take on the flavor of of the ingredients you put in, especially if it's liquid stuff. Versus if you if you use the white the, the dark parts of of the chicken and just like fry that up, uh by by that being more dark meat, it, it, it's a different texture. It, it's it's basically like a muscle meat versus the breast and that's why you you'll get a, a more tender flavor. That's why if people you use breast it's the way you you can overcook breast, then it'll be dry. But or if now one way you can can um, make your chicken nice and uh, crunchy crunchy is I sometimes I could do it always, but some sometimes I would take it and I would I would cut the pieces up and put it in, inside some milk and and let it marinate in the milk for a couple hours. Milk, you take it out and you, yeah, milk tenderizes the skin of the chicken. And it gives it a more, a more robust taste. After you drain it and you dredge it in flour,
2: do you rinse it off you know, and you, you leave it on it, it and cook it into it?
3: Yeah, you drain it. You just drain it off. You know, with a drainer strainer. Oh, on I don't like running under water. Wh- no, you leave, leave. No, you don't run it under water. You you just drain it, and and then you dip it, dredge it in the flour. It'll still be some. You know, like you don't rinse the, the whatever's left of the milk content on there. It gives the chicken a totally different texture, it be moist and tender, you know, and it, it adheres it, it adheres to the rest of the chicken from the inside out. Wow. It works good. Um, it's just a lot of ways and plus another thing I do is I, I use cast iron skillets when I cook chicken. It I know it think that your pots and pans don't make a difference. If you cook you realize that your the the utensils you use to cook makes a difference. Most of the stuff I cook with is, is, is all is restaurant grade equipment, you know. So it and, and it makes a different flavor. Like if you cook cornbread with a with a cast iron right, skillet right. versus you know it's a difference, you know. So um, it's a lot of ways. And I think as a man, most as a man myself, I I, I taught myself how to cook, and so when I raised my sons, when Two sons. When we did, when they come on, ask what's for dinner. They wouldn't ask their mother. They would ask me what's for dinner. You know, pops what's for dinner instead of mama, which is fine because I I, I love cooking.
2: But can, but can mama, mama cook better cook than you? Eat healthy. Can mama cook better than you? No, mama
3: can't. Mama Ooh, can't cook at all. You ain't saying, you ain't
2: saying your real name on air either, are you?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: no. All right. Well, no, one more thing, I like yes, the sir. fact that you you you, know, you, you perk people's minds. And give them an opportunity to ask questions instead of you giving them an answer, which which lets, you know, because I mean, you've got a, a, all of a good audience of bright, intelligent listeners. And, um, you know, I know sometimes you're contrarian. Like, and, I, and what I say is, you know, it's good to, to be, you could be a, a optimistic pessimist or you could be pessimistically optimistic you know, you can play both ways and you get answers because there, are, it's always two answers to a question. That's you know, right. it depends on, you know, how you ask the question. So, you know, I, I appreciate this show. And I want uh, to 1.7, you know, like I said, it, it's great to have this station in our community.
2: All right. Thank and you. I much. love that. I appreciate that. Sure. Dude. Take care. Take care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was, that was nice of him right after he schooled me on chicken. I feel like a cluck. That was a joke. That was my pitiful, pitiful joke. 833-212-1017. If you look at it and you just not quite comfortable with it, tear it apart. If you see a color you don't like, cook it five more minutes. But what if two minutes makes it overdone then? I'm just overcooked. All right. Um... Ooh, we got a lot of talking texts. AJ said they sell lamb chops at, <laughs> okay. C-Notes said wings are a combination of both white and dark meat, LOL. <laughs> Julius just told me. Thank you, Julius. I appreciate you. Ooh, he's a chef. I'm not. <laughs> well, clearly I'm not. Good Life said, hey, Dr. Ken, so I gave up pork in the early 90s. Why, why do people give up pork? You eat everything else that's bad for you, but all of a sudden you're going to give up pork. Like, what is that? I'm not giving up my pork chops. I'm not giving up my lamb chops. Anyway, um, Good Life said, hey, Dr. Ken, so I gave up pork in the early 90s. And finally, I've been free of meat for three years, including chicken. Barbecued chicken is my kryptonite. I'm enjoying the topic, but I'll be glad when this topic of chicken is over. It ain't never over. And I'm going to keep telling, hey, good life, you had some chicken today? That, that's what I'm going to keep doing. Be like, hey, good life, you had some chicken today. I should put that on the wall. You're listening to The Truth and and, and and hey, Good Life, do you have any chicken? Like, have everybody on the station put it before they go on a break say, you're listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hugh. Oh, I said that wrong. You're listening to. You're listening to The Truth with Sherman Hughes. Hey, good life. Have you had any chicken today? Okay. March is Colorectal Awareness Month, and The Truth will be bringing awareness to this preventable, treatable, and curable disease. Tune in this Friday on my show, Truth in the Afternoon. At 5 o'clock, I'll be joined by Dr. Charles Rogers of the Medical College of Wisconsin Cancer Center and G from G's Clippers. They'll be promoting the educational session they're hosting on Wednesday, the 29th, and also discuss the importance of getting screened. Again, that's this Friday, the 17th, 5 o'clock, right here on the new 101. 7 The Truth, The Truth Happened, 101.7thetruth.com. Also, be sure to tune in this Saturday. Tune in. Tune in this Saturday. So, I'm talking, and as I'm doing it, I'm about to wet my fingers so I can move the paper. And when I started talking, I grabbed my tongue. That was just the most weird thing I've ever done in my life. Be sure to tune in to the truth this Saturday, 10 a.m., for our brand new show, Soft Life Chronicles, presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement and Health Partnerships. Denise Thomas will be joined by All of Us Milwaukee to have a discussion on women prioritizing their health and adver- advocating for themselves. Be sure to listen. Soft Life Chronicles, 10 o'clock, Saturday, presented by All of Us Milwaukee right here on the news. 1017 the Truth. Ooh, it's Sunday. Bet. So the new 101-7 The Truth, as you know, is the home of Milwaukee Panther basketball. So don't miss any of the hoop action by listening to the Panthers basketball on 101-7 the Truth, the Truth app, and all your favorite streaming platforms. This Sunday, the Panthers will compete in the college basketball invitational against Stetson University Hatters. So that's Sunday at four. Tip-off set for 4.30 right here on the new 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and all of your favorite streaming platforms.
0: You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
4: I'm going back, 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 back when my roots ain't watered down.
3: Growing, growing like a bulb, bulb tree of life on for the ground. Ancestor put me on game, long time on gold chains, with my old shoe in the jail.
0: Drop all on me. I'm good at that cheeky friend. Hold on, don't I smell like such a nut, chopper, incense.
2: Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833 212 1017 is the number. Tune in to Truth in the Afternoon with who? Me, Dr. Ken Harris, for my financial empowerment interview with Northwestern Mutual. They're a national leader in financial services. And every month, I'll be speaking with a representative from Northwestern Mutual about investing and building generational wealth and how to best reach financial freedom. Today, I am letting you know that on Wednesday, March fifteenth, four fifteen, I'll be joined by Northwestern Mutual financial advisors J.B. Bell and Erica Wright from the Bell and Wright Agency, where they will celebrate Women's History Month and discuss how women can continue to break through the financial glass ceiling. Be sure to tune in for this this informative. I almost let me bonic slip in there for this informative conversation. With Northwestern Mutual this Wednesday, March fifteenth, four fifteen, right here on the new one hundred one seven, the truth. Make sure you check that out because we'll we'll be we'll be talking. You know, it's Women's Month, and there are a lot of things going on this month, and I think it's important that we discuss. Many times women can see, but they can't get through, and so we're gonna. We're going to have a conversation about getting through that glass ceiling and actually seeing where you can be, where you can go, but doing it from a financial point of view. 833-212-1017 is the number. I am looking at a story, and I'm trying to figure out whether or not I want to be upset about it. Now, I know I should be upset about it. But I don't know if – I want to be upset about it. I'm, I'm just pausing because I'm looking at CNN Live, and they say new tonight, inflation in U.S. cools for the eighth straight month. But if I'm negative 1.9 and now I'm at plus 6, does it matter if I was at 9%? I'm at 6%. That's like catching the bus and the bus costs $1.50 or $2 and you only have and you're short like 50 cents and somebody gives you a quarter. Hey, here's a quarter. Now you got $1.75. Oh, that's great. But now I'm still short. That still doesn't help. The fact that we're up 6%, it's 6% inflation. That's money I don't have. Like it's not like you're telling me Hey, well, you know, it's better. It was eight or nine, and now it's only six. Okay, but I still can't afford anything if it's six percent over or nine percent over. Doesn't matter. Hey, um those Gucci loafers cost nine hundred dollars. The store loafers cost two hundred dollars. You have a hundred and fifty dollars. Does price matter? I don't think so. But yet, we, yeah. Do they understand that the economy is not getting better because inflation is at 6% when you have to, uh, it's just weird. Like, do people understand, like, numbers and counting? Simple stuff. It's like Republicans will do anything to make Republicans look good and Democrats will do anything to make Democrats look good. Somewhere in there, it might be the truth, but I digress. A man was crushed to death while stealing a catalytic converter. So a man was crushed to death while allegedly attempting to steal a catalytic converter from a vehicle at a Savannah, Georgia car lot, police said. Officers were called after the man, Eric I'm sorry, Matthew Eric Smith, 32, was found dead under a car, the Chatham County Police Department said in a release. Evidence at the scene indicates that the man was killed while allegedly trying to illegally remove a catalytic converter from the vehicle, and the car fell on top of him. Y'all get that? And the car fell on top of him. Catalytic converter theft have skyrocketed around the country in recent years, according to the National Insurance Crime Bureau, surging to more than, you ready? Since 2019, they're up 1,200%. The converters, which reduce uh, pollution and toxic gas from a vehicle's emissions, are relatively easy to steal and contain valuable precious metals like palladium, platinum, and rhodium. Last year, federal, state, and local law enforcement carried out a coordinated takedown of a multi million dollar network of catalytic converter thefts, dealers, and processors that led to 21 arrests and five. Like, wh- hey, what are you in jail for, Alex? Oh, I stole catalytic converters. Like, is that up there? I don't know. <clears throat> I stole body organs. I stole somebody's heart, their liver. I stole lungs, their eyes. What would you steal? Oh, catalytic converter. Like does that even like add up? Like it's like wouldn't you like give it to them. Anyway. Uh some of these precious metals are more valuable per ounce than gold and their value has been increasing in recent years. The department said the black price market for catalytic converters can be above a $1000 each. I'm in the wrong business, depending on the type of vehicle and what state it's from. They can be stolen in less than a minute. This place says that in unincorporated Chatham County, 39 catalytic converters were stolen from cars last year. And so my question is, what did you put under the car to hold it up while you were stealing the catalytic converter and it fell on you? Like, is that Justice. Hmm. 833-212-1017 is the number. Do you agree this was justice for this young man? Or do you grieve the fact that he killed himself with a car? Or did somebody walk by and go, hey, and kicked it? That would be mean. You actually, like, I don't understand how the car fell on you. Would you do jack it up? Like, who crawls under a jacked up car? without stationary, like, huh? That's a heck of a way to go. I was sitting there minding my own business, chilling, car fell on me. Like, can you can you imagine dying and explaining that to somebody? So what brings you here? Hey, well, you know, um, yeah. So I was in the middle of stealing a catalytic converter off a car. And the car fell on me, crushed me, and killed me. And so I wondered, did did the person just die instantly? It just crunched his head, and then it was over? Or the fact that when the car hit the ground, it bounced, and it... and yeah. And so I was thinking... When we come back from traffic, weather, and sports, I have a a story that talks about the incarceration rate for blacks, for violent offenses. They say black people are six times more likely to be incarcerated for violent offenses. Six times more likely, the study says. When we come back, we're going to explore the study from Thaddeus L. Johnson and Natasha N. Johnson from Georgia State University. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I wonder if we could arrest the car for crushing the guy. Is that a violent offense?
0: This is the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
2: You're listening to the Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven 212 1017 is the number. So, we talk about racial disparities in imprisonment. And the first two decades of the 21st century, they believe in this study that is at... Um, News1.com. it was released about seven or eight hours ago. Black people are six times more likely to be incarcerated for violent offenses, study says. I don't know what more likely means, but I digress. Headline decline tells only half the story. The narrowing is significant, down some 40% in the 20 years, but the black people that are still being in prison are at 4.9 times the rate of white people in 2020 compared to 8.2 at the turn of the century. So of equal concern is where the largest gap exists in imprisonment rates. Once you break down the data with a steep decline in drug imprisonment gap between whites and blacks from 15 to one in 2000 to just over four to one in 2019 and, and we know why it was that way because in the late 90s they, they signed the crime bill and the crime bill where black communities black leaders black politicians and black clergy went to bill clinton and said please sign the crime bill so we can get crime out of our communities The biggest racial disparity now exists among people incarcerated for violent felony offenses. These violent offenses cover a range of criminal behavior from rape to robbery to murder. Uh, The Council on Criminal Justice report shows that states incarcerated black people for violent offenses at a rate of over six times that of white Adults, by 2019, the most recent year for this offense-specific data. The homicide rate for black Americans is 29.3 per 100,000. It was about seven and a half times that than the white homicide rate of 3.9 per 100,000. Black Americans are also about twice as likely to report receiving medical treatment for physical injuries sustained from an assault. So I guess because you go to the hospital or get treated more than, okay. Or are they saying that's the reason that is an indicator of the fact that they were in fact the victim. They say most of uh, violent acts involve a victim and offender of the same race. According to the most recent data available, despite the evidence that suggests that black Americans both commit and suffer the bulk of serious violent crimes. Of course, this should not be misconstrued with suggesting black communities is inherently more violent. Rather, it demonstrates the structural and economic barriers that black Americans continue to face. They say striking racial gaps rooted in a legacy of structural racism have left generations of black people, with disproportionately less wealth and education, lower access to healthcare, less stable housing and differential exposure to environmental harms like air pollution, and such factors contribute to concentrated poverty, racial segregated neighborhoods and other community conditions tied to violent offending. And so I find it interesting that they say such factors contribute, but they don't give me the strength of that contribution so i would love to go back and look at the the uh, data that comes with this so i know the strength as it relates to how much it's it it interferes with it i think that's important to know because we we have to remember there are ways to reduce crime there are ways to reduce violent crime without breaking up a home without breaking up a family and so i think one of the things we keep forgetting is i've in my lifetime i've watched well you know we got to intercede when they're in high school we got to intercede when they're a junior intercede when they're a sophomore freshman we got to intercede when they're in 8th grade it's the time in between Oh, no, it's sixth grade. It's fifth grade. It's four. Now we're talking third grade. So at what point will we figure out it's a good time to intervene on the life of a juvenile boy or girl to ensure that they don't become a part of the prison system? But then we would have to call out people. Then we would have to make note of the fact that Dr. Ken's not taking care of his family. Well, we did that and everybody said we were bashing men. So you can't complain about it and then say there's an issue with kids being fatherless. Because many of them went to jail during the early 2000s when the drug Crime bill, when the crime bill was out and rearing its ugly head. And so that had a deleterious effect on the black community and families who were already fractured because of the 60s, which was already fractured because of the 30s, which was already fractured because of 1865 and slavery. And no, I'm not saying carry it forward to today. But there are still remnants, still things passed on from family to family and generation to generation that has caused some of these things to not be corrected, not be fixed, and not be addressed. And so it's 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 up to your generation to address it. And I think it's beautiful that I said your generation, because it doesn't matter if you're a boomer, X, millennial, Z. What's coming after Z? A prime? I don't know. I mean, at at some point, we're going to have another generation and we have to fix that. We have to make sure that they don't make the same mistakes we did. Now, the problem with that is that we can't correct them. You say something that hurts my feelings, can't do that. We've all but destroyed freedom of speech. You can go to a public school, a state school, and they abridge your Freedom of speech because somebody doesn't like it. It's idiotic, but it is what it is. Being on private property, that's one thing. But when you're on public property and we say we don't want you to speak because we don't like your politics or we don't like you or we don't like what you stand for and we don't. I think we're on our way to the end. That's what I think. Alex not going to get to grow up, grow old. It's going, and Alex, like we out. Asteroid going to hit the earth. I think we've probably been waiting about 15, 20 millennia to, oh, that's going to happen. We're going to go. I remember growing up and them telling us that it's going to happen. The, the ice age is going to come and we're all going to die. And then it didn't come. Oh my God. El Nino. Nothing. El Nino. Nothing. Oh, we're going to die because of the pollution and this and that. Okay, so we're becoming more and more efficient. So there'll be more pollution, right? But nobody's saying anything to China, who's pollutes more than every other industrialized country in the entire world, that one country. I don't know. don't worry about it, we'll be at war by the end of the year anyway. You think so? So what hap- What's what's happening is if you've been watching the news today about what happened with Russia, I think you will probably rethink whether or not we'll be at war. Because if you see which is what we'll talk about after the break, exactly what happened today. I think you, you might lose your mind and actually agree with me.
0: You are listening to the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on one Oh one seven, the truth, the truth app and one Oh one seven, thetruthcom
2: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number as we wind to the end. I wanted to throw out the story today because it happened um, this evening and it was just updated from NPR.org. The U.S. military says a Russian fighter clipped the propeller of an American MQ-9 Reaper drone forcing it to crash into the Black Sea. Of course, Russia offered a very different account, claiming the American drone just fell out the and crashed on its own. You know it has a camera in it, right? Okay. What's not in dispute is the inflammatory nature of the incident, which comes at a time when U.S. and Russia tensions are already running high over the war in Ukraine. The U.S. military says two Russian Su-27 fighter jets carried out a reckless intercept of the American drone, which was carrying out a routine recon mission in international airspace over the Black Sea. And the Russian jets initially flew in front of the much slower American drone several times and dumped fuel on the U.S. aircraft as well. After about 30 minutes of these harassing actions, one of the jets clipped the propeller of the drone, causing it to crash, the military said. Intercepts of aircraft are not uncommon, just... Wanting to see what's there, said Pentagon spokesperson Brigadier General Pat Ryder. In this particular case, the Russian jet collided with the U.S. aircraft, damaging the propeller, and essentially putting it in a situation where it was unflyable, uncontrollable. So we brought it down. He says the drone was well away from Ukrainian territory, but did not give an exact location and declined to speak to U.S. efforts to retrieve the aircraft, but noted. Russia did not retrieve it. Of course, the Russians issued a statement completely different. A lethal MQ-9 drone headed towards the Russian border, and Russia launched fighter jets with the goal of identifying it, which it claimed was flying with its transponders off. Okay, so help me out. I'm flying with transponders off, so I don't know you're there, but I know you're there. Okay. This would make it more difficult to identify, and Russia said it's a violation of notifications it had issued. The drone lost control by itself, just out the blue, flew all that way far, right? All the way. But then when it got there, (laughs) it fell apart. And so as a result of a sharp maneuver, it crashed into the water. And the jets did not fire on it and did not make direct contact with the drone. And then they safely returned home. Hmm. Yeah. I think we'll be fighting Russia by the end of the year.
4: I'm sorry. Y'all going to be fighting Russia by the end of the year.
2: Because I think that's the one time I'm going to remind Kyle I'm too old. I mean, let's they come here. Let's they invade America, and then that would be an interesting, an interesting time. So, but that's just me. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. I'm not gonna lie. I'm still stuck on the chicken. I don't understand how
4: a wing can be both light and dark
2: meat. I don't get it. I don't get how more black people are incarcerated because of violent crimes than white people who commit violent crimes. I mean, I know, well, I guess we can't say that anymore cuz they're letting them go. Like the guy they dropped the bail from 10,000 to 2,000 and went out and killed two people. But, hey, stuff happens, right? I find that amazing. <laughs> Charisse said, now she wants some fried chicken. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. Where can I get some fried chicken from here? Do I want to, hmm, I want to go on the Third Street Market and get some chicken? Like, I ate some chicken tenders. Not from here. They were too big. They were just too big. I like, mm, I almost said the name of the business. Let me stop. I like their chicken, but their actual chicken, the skin on it is too hard. But then I like going to this, get this, the other place that's closed on Sundays. Then I learned I could eat it because I'm allergic to peanuts, right? And they cook their food in peanut oil, but I found that if you cook, if you heat the peanut oil to a certain temperature, all the impurities that would make me sick are now cooked out so I can eat it. So I was like, hey, I could go back to eating
4: those, quote unquote, um, chicken. So worked out well. Worked out very well for me for me so yeah i think um i think it's time we start to do some things like creating go
2: bags and creating you know food don't go crazy and build a bunker but be ready if something jumps off so we don't end up like Ukraine. Somebody's foolish enough to attack the U.S. and you're at the store buying bread thinking that's going to help. <laughs> so but I think throughout the past year, the war in Ukraine, President Biden has been very clear that his administration supports Ukraine, which it has done to the tune of tens of billions of dollars in military, economic, and humanitarian aid. But we can't get school loans paid off, right? But we can give money to people that don't deserve it. And that's what I hear Americans always say. We can help somebody else, but we can't help ourselves. And then I realize, actually, they can't help black and brown people. If the loans were only, and I'm, I'm being facetious, a white girl who went to Wellesley and got a degree in Slavic languages, They would say, go ahead and pay it. But if it's me, no, we're not doing that. And clearly the majority of people with school loans in the country don't look like me. The total might be higher, but they don't look like me. And so I wonder, well, I guess if war breaks out, we don't have to worry about school loans, do we? Like, do you have to pay your school loan if you go to war? Like, if you get, (laughs) hey, uh, the war broke out, and I think we need you to go, you know, because you filled out your little card, your selective service. They still got to do selective service? You still got to do selective service? Okay. Yeah. Mm
4: -hmm. I did my selective service.
2: trying to calculate how many years back that is but that's a long time wait a minute let me be lazy
4: and just use my
2: phone uh, let's see
4: ooh that's a lot of years that's a lot of years
2: you have to fill it out a little idiotic card to register for the selective service just in case I got calls. I wonder if I can get called today. Like, is there an age limit on selective service? I wonder. Because, I mean, if it is, I would have been older sooner. I would have been like, oh, no, you can't call me. I'm like 157 years old. Can't do that. It's bizarre. When you got every other person in here, you can call. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Never miss the show. You can stream us on multiple platforms. The Truth app, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Hey, connect us with your Alexa. And then when you get home, you can just say, hey, Alexa, play Truth in the Afternoon. Play the new 101.7, The Truth, and it'll just pop up. And I'm pretty sure I just messed up somebody's Alexa because you didn't change the name of it. So you might want to do that. Tory Lowe show's up next. I'll see you. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate you. You here tomorrow? All right. He'll be harassing me tomorrow and making me play commercials and all sorts of things. like that. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. God bless. Take care. I'll see you in about 22 hours. Come out.